Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about all of the Hello Stream content that's going to be coming up in the weeks ahead. We'll also be talking about the shift over to the 45-day theatrical window. And plus, we're going to be talking about some of this week's biggest Disney Plus and Star Originals. But before we get into any of that, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe on either YouTube or on the audio platforms where you'll find us like Spotify, iTunes, etc. You can also support us from as little as $2 a month on Patreon or YouTube channel members, which help keep all the lights on, keep all um, the costs of um, running everything going. So big thank you to our supporters, including Raphael, Robert, Jay Blue, My VCR Still Works, Bina, Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah, while over on Patreon. A big thank you to um, Aero G, Dana, Streamer. We've also got um, Connor. We've got uh, Khalid, James, Red Mars Man, Cody, and, and we've also here we've got Andrew. And also just a huge, huge thank you to Sarah for being um, an executive producer. So again, thank you very much for all of your support. And let's jump into it. So um, this week, um, two two major big announcements. First off, I think we'll do this one first. Um, was the move over to the sort of Disney kind of officially confirmed that they are kind of, I would just, it's not essentially, but essentially dropping uh, Disney Plus Premier Access at least for this winter because they've now um, gone for a 45 day theatrical window for all of their releases for the rest of 2021, except for Enchanto, which is actually going to only have a 30 day. Um, exclusive at cinema, so that's going to be coming to cinemas on Wednesday, the twenty fourth of um, I said twenty fourth is uh, Thanksgiving, the Wednesday of Thanksgiving, and then thirty days later, it'll be arriving on Christmas on Friday, Christmas Eve, right in time for the ho- uh, the holidays, which I think is a that's a smart move. I mean, getting that movie onto Disney Plus on Christmas Eve, that is a big big drop, and that will be a massive. I know I'll be putting that one on when we uh, wherever I am on Christmas Day. <laughs> um, it'll be like, yep, we're doing that one. Um, yes, yeah, so th- that's a big move. Um, we also we know now Eternals is 45 days, which also happens to line up to the week of Christmas for the 45 days running out. So it's gonna be a nice big um boost, I think, for Disney Plus getting those two movies. And plus, they'll also be doing the same thing with all of the 20th century titles, including Ron's Gone Wrong. You've also got The Last Jewel. And then I'm trying to think, oh, there's The, the Kingsman. And the good thing of that is internationally, they can come to Disney Plus. So that even boosts that up even more so. So they'll be dropping around the holiday season as well. Um, obviously, in the US, it's a little bit more difficult because of the HBO deal and Hulu and all the rest of it. But for the rest of us uh, around the world, it's really going to make a big difference, I think, with this 45-day window. Um, I, I Some people are kind of saying, well, it's nearly all t- because it's 20th century titles. It doesn't really matter. Well, internationally, obviously, it's a big deal. But for me, after the success of Shang-Chi, it wasn't really a huge su- surprise with Eternals. But then I also look at it as well of they're kind of following what Warner Brothers, Paramount have already done with setting a 45-day window, and I think Universal have done, I guess it's 17 days for um, for their titles. So, you know, they're all kind of following suits, and yeah, so what did you think of all this news yesterday? Yeah, it was quite a bit of news, so I'm, mm. I'm happy with it. Uh, obviously, I haven't been getting the Premier Access titles yeah. anyway, so it doesn't really impact me very much, but just knowing what the plan is, is important, mm. I think. And that's the important thing. They are letting consumers know what to expect. Mm. Uh, it's been interesting though, because I've, I've seen a lot of pushback lately against the Disney plus premier access idea. I, I've seen comments like, Oh, the experiment and the, their attempt yeah. to push this on us has failed. And like, they didn't attempt to push us on. they, they had to do this, otherwise these movies would never have come out. And now that, that yeah. that's no longer the case, now that people can go back to theaters to a certain degree, they don't have to, but it also lets them still have that whoa where you can go. Yeah, if you're not comfortable going back to theaters or if your country doesn't let you go back to theaters, you at least know when it's coming your way now. The Premier Access is such a weird dynamic. It's I, I put up quite a lengthy article today because um, I've I kind of been doing that on Saturdays, putting up a bit of a long-form um, column. And this one was all about Premier Access. And it was this kind of feeling of there's so many different categories of people with, with Premier Access. You've got the families which love it. 
you know, they've been loving Premier Access. They love it, doing it, and they want to do it. Then you've got some other people, you know, that they don't want to go to theatres. They don't feel safe. They, you know, they, they, um, and they want Premier Access to continue. Then you've got other people that find it too expensive. I don't want to do it. I can go to the cinema for cheaper. You've then got other groups of people that are in the Scarlett Johansson camp that are just anything to do with Premier Access is just evil, wrong, and gone, which is not, not really, I think, the, the, the best way of looking at it. And then you've got a whole other people that are, so into like cinemas that anything that takes away from cinema experience is just the devil and it's been a really weird mix and the the fighting going on between it all is i'm um, quite incredible um for me i always felt like i liked the idea of like like with jungle cruise and um with the last few ones where you had the choice you know if you wanted to go to cinema you could do if you like the experience you go to cinema you know, you, if you don't want to do it, you could stay home. And in that way, and it was just kind of this weird thing of you had the option. You could do what you wanted, and that was always the key thing. You could do um, – you had that choice. Whereas with Mulan, you didn't. Mulan was a bit more tricky because you only had the one. Um, so I, it was – you know, whatever you wanted to do was up to you. Now that's kind of gone. You've kind of got the option. But I think back, you know, if before this whole mess of a thing happened around the world – Remember we had to wait nearly six to eight months between a movie coming out in cinemas before it arrived on Disney Plus? Because I think everyone has forgotten that. <laughs> it was just like, I'm like, you do remember, Toy, you know, like Toy Story 4 took like eight months to get here and Aladdin took seven months to get here and Rise of the Skywalker was six months and then they said that was there early. Uh, <laughs> and there was like, I think Frozen 2 took six to seven months here in the UK. Well, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot quicker in the US. Um, but I think everyone kind of, I mean, maybe they look, you know, there's been, ever since onward, everything just went wrong. And it is just a very strange situation. If I think of, for me, I think 45 days. I mean, that's that's not a lot. That's six weeks. I mean, it's all, to me, the thing is, if you've forgotten it by the second week, you might as well just wait at that point because <laughs> you've kind of gone past it. I mean, it's like free guy now with me i'm like i might as well just wait another two weeks it's not worth the doing it um but yeah it's for me i i feel like this is a good 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 compromise because not every movie i probably would go and i would probably rent them but there's some movies i would want to go see um you know have i had you know i had a pretty good experience going to see shang shit cinema last week nothing where i was like oh my god this is the worst thing i've done so i want to just stay on premier access but had it been premier access i probably would have done it just because just being lazy and it would just been easier uh, and i would have actually enjoyed it because i could have ended up watching it again but i'm i wanted some continuity i just wanted so now it's nice to know that, that for the rest of this year we know what's going on you know, we know what the plan is. Because what I didn't like, this whole, oh, we're going to treat everything different. It's like, well, there's every movie at that last minute. Oh, is it going to go to Disney Plus? Is it going to go to Premier Access? Is it going to go theaters? Is it going to get delayed? I mean, we've had that for 18 months. It's just nice to have a little bit of continuity. Yeah, and I I personally liked the the choice that you had with Jungle Cruise and and such, where if it made financial sense or health sense to, to get the Premier Access on day one, you could do that. And mm -hmm. Uh, or you could go to the theater if if you wanted to, um, but I understand why Disney doesn't want to push forward with that one. It increased piracy because it made yeah. the movie easily accessible, and you don't get the double revenue stream of people going back and seeing it again. Once you pay the thirty dollars, it's yours, and you can watch it fifty times, and it's still thirty dollars. Whereas if you have to go to the theater, it's going to be the price of the ticket every single time. Yeah. Which, as a consumer, I'm like, oh, man, I'd much rather just watch it 20 times for the yeah. one price. But Disney and the movie theaters, they obviously they want you to go multiple times. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing as well, I think about the piracy issue because obviously, you know, if it's on Disney Plus for everyone, then piracy. But because it's available to so many people for so cheap, including your bundle, piracy drops off a bit because yeah, you get some people that maybe don't want to subscribe and they pirate. But those numbers are so much smaller because, you know, they're getting in the package and people go, well, I mean, it's only like six bucks a month. I don't worry about it. Whereas the premium access at 30 bucks is like, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Um, so I do think the piracy issue, I think primarily with cinemas, with the movies, is if they get released in cinemas, there's a prestige to it. There is a prestige to them being in cinemas. And they make a lot of money primarily in that first week, especially with Marvel titles. You know, they make nearly all the money in that first weekend. I mean, even if you look at the actual facts on like on the data, the majority of movies make like literally 90 odd percent in those first 
few weeks anyway. So where they used to have the 90-day the window, they didn't really make a huge amount at the, oh, those last few months. It was primarily, you know, you would see like that 60% drop, 50% drop off week on week. Of course, by the time you go through, you know, 12 weeks or whatever it was, that's a lot. That's a lot to go through. So now they've just speeded it all up. And then there's a kind of a, say, a stigma about going straight to streaming. You know, people kind of look at it like straight to video, like it's like Aladdin free, you know, or, or, <laughs> or you go into the video. I used to go to the video shop and you'd be, and it is, I mean, I do it, I do it myself. I go, I'd go on to like, you know, Amazon Prime or the PlayStation Store when they used to have movies and you'd go through and my wife would be like, what about that movie? Never heard of it. What about that movie? Never. Because we are not even giving it a chance. Well, if I've never heard of it and it's never been in the theatre, then it's going to be rubbish. <laughs> and that was, I used to do it myself, you know, you know, Bruce Willis is in some random movie you've never heard of before. It's like, well, if I've not heard of it, it re- and I feel like if I've not heard about it, and if you know, and I keep up with trailers and all the rest of it, then it is, <laughs> you know. So for, first of all, Aladdin three was really good. It was Aladdin two that was awful. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, it, that has always been like a kiss of death for me. It's like, mm. oh, it's a it's a new movie with this actor that I really really like wait did this come to theaters how is this the first time i'm ever hearing it now yeah. this has got to be terrible and i will definitely do that with uh with streaming titles i've done it with netflix titles at amazon prime i think there's mm-hmm. one uh, uh there's a netflix title that dropped this week and it's starring um uh i'm totally blank on it kate winslet not winslet oh. uh quinstead whatever her name is dang it kate, kate beckinsale not beckinsale no. um in any event it's it's <laughs> her and um the guy playing Carnage and Venom, who's I'm, I'm oh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm having a terrible time with right. you. And and I'm just like, man, I like both those actors, but it went straight to Netflix. Do I trust this movie? Um, but then on the other hand, it's like, well, it's on Netflix. It doesn't cost me anything to watch it, so maybe I will anyway. Yeah, I feel like with um, I feel like with, when it goes straight to Netflix, so you kind of get into that habit now. I don't think it's as bad as it was. Because you know that they are paying for it, and a lot of the chains are trying to sell stuff on. But there, I think you know you only have to look really at when you look at the lineup for like 2022, and you for we'll talk here internationally because it's a lot easier with all the all the 20th century titles in there. There's about 20 plus movies with all the search like. So, for example, here in the UK, if we're getting 20 plus movies 45 days after they've been released in cinemas. That is a lot. I mean, that's pretty much nearly one every two weeks dropping in on average. You know, and that's quite a lot. Um, it's probably, it's, you know, that's, and I think that's a real good way of boosting up. So if you're getting these movies dropping and they can make a big deal of it every every Friday, you know, it'll be like, oh, this movie's dropping. And it's that thing, oh, yeah, that was only in the cinemas. Oh, it's a really new movie because it's only just come out in cinemas. And I think that is like a, a drive. I mean, we're seeing it. Warner Brothers have already said that's what they're doing next year. You know, their um, movies are going to have 45 days. Disney have obviously haven't gone full into 2022, but I'm looking at this now going, well, that's a big lineup. And even just this year, just internationally, for, for, when I'm looking at go, oh, Kingsman. Okay, yeah, I wanted to see that one. Would I have gone cinema to it on Christmas week? I don't know. But something like The Last Jewel or something like that, now I'm a bit like, I could wait. I don't know. I, I might go now. Now that I know that they're coming a bit, I might be like inclined to go see them a bit quicker. But at the same time, 45 days isn't a long time. And I do think that's really going to help overall. And I think going forward, Run's Gone Wrong is a prime example of a movie that I'll be like, you know what, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till the beginning of December for it to arrive on Disney Plus in the UK. Because that's probably when it will, you know. And it's boosting up the Disney Plus, and it's it's helping cinemas. It's and also Disney are getting their money back because they get most of it back on the things. I know that the, the variant and the rest of it, the numbers are going to go up. But I think everyone's got to that point where they're like, oh, "Look, we can't keep doing what we're doing. It's not going to work. We can't keep closing everything down constantly." And it is a you know, it's a choice. And I don't think six weeks is too bad. I think, and it kind of fixes multiple problems. And if everyone, if all the studios are all doing the same thing, it's a lot easier to keep track of. Yeah. And six weeks, I think, is is just long enough where if I want to see the movie now, six weeks is far enough out where I'm like, and eh, it's not worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. And if if like Ron gone wrong, I'm like, eh, I don't need to see that in theater. Yeah. Six weeks. Means, oh, yeah, it's not that far away at all. So it, it it works in whichever direction you want it to go in. Yeah. And it, I mean, you know, it is that kind of thing. You get that choice. 
Um, and then you're going to get, you know, we are going to get Disney Plus original movies in there as well. And, you know, you're going to get um, 20th Century and Hulu are also making movies f- as well for Star and Hulu. Things like Vacation Friends, they've got a load of movies. So I'm there going, hold on a minute. This is, you know, this whole thing in Netflix having one movie a, a week. Mm. Disney ain't getting that far off. I mean, they're going to, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they're going to be up to it. And then you throw in National Geographic movies as well. I think you ain't going to be far off 30, 30 plus movies a year in 2022. I mean, I think that's a, quite an impressive lineup. Obviously, in the US, it gets split between Hulu and stuff. But um, yeah, I think this, I, I, I personally am at the point now, I, I sort of saw that yesterday. And went, oh, Okay, I mean, I would have liked Premier Access to continued on indefinitely. I think that would have just been like, but I would like them to go, right, we're doing it for everything. <laughs> and so we know, uh, at least I was a bit like, oh, right, okay, so we know now for the next four months what's going on. Yeah, uh, and I kind of understood that Premier Access wasn't going to stick around forever, or mm-hmm. not in the form that we got it in. Um, yeah. It is too bad. It, it was very convenient. I only took advantage. I never took advantage of it actually, mm. um, but I would have for like uh, Shang Chi uh, mm. considered it for Black Widow. There are movies upcoming. Like if Eternals had it, I'd almost certainly be doing it for Eternals. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the the pandemic is still a thing. But uh, yeah, so everyone's kind of like, let's go back to the theaters. It's yeah, safe, I mean, in I, the I, yeah, yeah, and also this way, I mean, you've got to, there are different things going on in different countries. I mean, here. Um, generally we're not having that whole not vaccine, not, you know, that argument's not really being said. There's obviously some people saying about it, but generally there's no kind of political thing with it. It's not a, it's not really a hot potato over here in the slightest and the numbers represent that, you know, we've got quite high, um, um, numbers. And so therefore that hasn't really been an issue, um, how they're treating people in, in the hospitals and stuff. Um, just generally as a whole, things have kind of, I mean, we've still got lots of high numbers because of the way that we're, we're dealing with it now, but you do get to that point of going, every country's in a different situation and every country's having to deal with it. And, you know, and it's that thing of it, it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not about being political and it's not about being, you know, everyone has got their own individual choice of how they deal with it. And if you don't want to go to the cinema, that, that is a hundred percent your choice. And if you do want to go, that's your choice as well. Um, and you just got to follow whatever the rules are, wherever you live. That's, that's the thing. And I think it is that kind of weird thing of, I think back, I mean, you only think back over this last 18 months, we've seen movies and stuff. It's really weird that we have all had very similar experiences with little little quirks and different changes and stuff here but it has been very you know most people don't have one problem come into the whole world and everyone has to deal with it and you know ultimately all the studios had to deal with it all the cinemas had to deal with it um we've all had to deal with it as viewers and you know it's just nice it's you know you can see it already now where you know the movies are starting to roll out properly you know, week to week to week, we're getting, you know, because we went so long without any movies, and it's just nice now. You know, now they've got the confidence to go right. Okay, we're we're going full, full in. Yeah, I'm actually getting in the habit every week of uh, logging into my local cinema's uh, website just to see what stuff is airing, either on Discount Tuesday or kind of what new releases are popping in. Mm. Uh, I'm being far more picky in in what I want to see than I used to be like before the pandemic, I'd be like, Oh, I'm marginally interested in that movie. I'll check it out on discount Tuesday. Now I'm like, eh, it's not worth going to the theater for, for that, even though it's only six or $7. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am keeping an eye on it. And that was something I didn't do for an entire year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think like for me, like with Shang-Chi last week, I think that was the one that could break the break it for me. Cause I feel like, you know, like with James Bond coming up and then we've also got uh, Venom, and then one's gone wrong, and then a last jewel, and then Eternals, and then you know suddenly I'm going, oh, well, that's like you know we're going into this multiple movies. How many will I see? I don't know, but at least now we know how it's going to work. You know, I I can you know, and I think that's that's always a good thing. And I think you know ultimately now people can make that choice of what they want to do. But I still think the 45 day, if they can, if they do do this with Disney Plus. And I think that's what looks to be they're doing. I mean, Enchanto dropping on Christmas Eve is an amazing thing. It shows you where the, the industry is all shifting to. Of they want their streaming services, but they also need to keep theatrical going as well. They they want their cake and they want to eat it. Um, and the thing is, I got to say this: if every movie goes straight to streaming, 
you're not we're not going to see two three four hundred dollar million dollar movies the the budgets are just gonna um disappear because they're just not they're not going to be warrant to that we're going to see lots more smaller titles and whether or not we do do in the future i don't know but you know i think those big epic movies wouldn't exist if everything went straight to streaming um especially the lesser known titles like the marvel movies will continue to maintain uh budgets mm -hmm. star wars once it comes back into the to movie land will maintain those budgets but you won't find another john carter of mars or Tomorrowland. they're just not going to get the budgets no no, I think that's because uh, you know that's definitely a way of you know there's a lot of things going on with it and all, and it is a very tricky situation, you know. And as a balancing act, I mean, they did say originally that Mulan was the only movie going to get premiere access. I mean, we all said at the time, well, they're not developing this whole system for nothing. But they've ran five movies, they've tested the market. You know, we knew premiere access worked well for Black Widow in terms of pulling in sixty million. I think uh, Jungle Cruise was thirty million, but we don't know what the other ones did. You know, maybe it's gone up and down but it's a very tricky situation they, they know um, but also it kind of holds them up you know you think like jungle cruise and black i mean black widow has got like a couple more weeks left before it's available to everybody how much more impactful would that have been had that already been on disney plus you know back in what march or not not march three on um, in august jungle cruise would be what would have probably just debuted would actually know it'd be about this week wouldn't it about it was only like the end of july yeah, so it probably would only be like this week that Jungle Cruise would be dropping for everybody instead of November the twelfth, Disney Plus Day. Uh, <laughs> it's it is just I you know I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a good move. I think you know if they're going to do it, and then you know, let's see how Enchanto that they might do that a bit more regularly next year. But but I think thirty days might be pushing it. Well, I think that might be a special occasion. But what I'll be interested in seeing, especially in twenty twenty two and onwards, is um, if Christmas becomes a release for a big title because so far every year we've had a big release on disney plus on or christmas eve you know mm. right right around christmas and it's been a pretty major title it's been the, the big family movie yeah. um but we, but part of that was also like this is our pandemic present to you yeah. this is, we know you can't go to the theater so here is uh mm. what was it last year uh it was the pixar movie wasn't it oh yeah we got soul on christmas day soul that's that was, right yeah um, it'll be interesting to see if in 2022 we get another uh, Christmas present, as it were, yeah. from from Disney, where it'll be a a movie that would do really well in theaters uh, in normal situations, uh, but they give it to us anyway as like a here, happy Christmas. I, I, I still I, think I, I still think you know if we're getting Eternals and Enchant Encanto Enchanto that week, that's still that's still two big movies, and they're still going to be. I think in most people's eyes, well, they've only just come out. That'll be. Especially in Chanto, we're like that's just come out. That's literally you know four weeks ago. Um, so I do, and, and I mean it makes total sense. You've got the pretty much most of the world at home <laughs> doing, you know, it's you know, and and how many of us put movies? I mean, you know, put movies on while we're with our families and stuff. And you know, you might not be watching it fully, but you're. It's just it just makes total sense. And then Disney own. I mean, they own the the ratings raw. Um. Completely, and I think they're. I think they're gonna. I think they will dominate very much with that movie dropping. And if they got uh, Eternals dropping as well that same weekend, I think that's they. They they're gonna be. A, that's gonna be some big heavy hits. Oh yeah, the yeah. It, it's a good weekend to watch a movie with family if you get to spend Christmas with family or yes. that that time period anyway. Right, so let's now shift over to um, Hello Stream. So this is um, Disney's um, Halloween, which I'm going to be honest, a lot of people are interested. There's a lot of people interested in um, Hello Stream. So this is kicking off um, on the 24th of September. So this is when they're going to be kicking things off with um, promoting it. But it really kicks in when we get into October. So on October the 1st, we're getting the brand new Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales um, special. So that's going to be like three different shorts. Uh, we've already seen the trailer for that one. Again, looks pretty cool. The following week on the 8th of October, we're getting Muppets Haunted Mansion. So that's going to be a special with the Muppets. Um, and there's going to be some cameos from some celebrities. Um, and it just, just looks a lot of fun. I mean, I love the Haunted Mansion. you got the Muppets. So there's a lot of expectations on that one there. Then just the following Wednesday on the 13th of October, we're getting the entire 
Just Beyond series. So there's eight episodes. Each one is its own separate story with its own separate um, actors and stuff like that. So they're dropping the whole season at once. So they're doing the they're doing the binge drop on that one, which is interesting. You know, that's a big shift. So that's and there's going to be more announcements later. You know, there's but those are the main ones. So there's also Under Wraps as well, which is a brand new Disney Channel original movie, which is coming to the Disney Channel on the first of October, and then it will be dropping onto Disney Plus on the eighth of October. So there's. That, I mean, I think that's great. Again, Disney Channel show, a, a Disney Channel movie arriving on Disney Plus a week later, not six months later, but a week later. You know, they, it's all this speeding up the ending things onto Disney Plus. It would have been nice on the first. Um, and then they've also just promoting all the favorites that are already on there, you know, TV uh, and movies and stuff. I mean, yeah, they're all going to get very, very popular. I think Halo Stream is going to be a very, and I think there'll be a lot more. I think there'll be some more bits and pieces, but this is only the start of it. But I know there was a lot, a lot of interest in this Halloween stuff. I mean, I've, I actually even picked up some Halloween decorations myself to do <laughs> some stuff up. Um, but uh, what what caught your eye from that lot? Um, interestingly enough, what's, what I find fascinating is not only do they have these shows, new shows and, and traditional movies, but they also went out of their way to to put to create a list of individual television shows are you yeah. like oh you want to watch something halloween well here's uh go watch hannah Man hannah montana season one episode 17 or that's so raven season two episode two it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah you'll also find the collection will be on the front page so you'll be able to find them a lot easier um and obviously where you got all the tree house tree house of horrors with the simpsons and yeah I think it's good. I mean, we're also going to probably see things like Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas, which just shoot back up the trending as everyone yeah, starts watching. Starts watching all these um, Christmas, all these Halloween movies. Load on here. Uh, there's still loads on here that we've not seen. And me and That's Jeremy true. are watching. Me and Jeremy are with. We are doing for the retro review for October. We're doing a Halloween movie every week. So we um, the the Patreon and the YouTube channel members have already picked us to do the Haunted Mansion. And that's, that was the one they picked up the most that we're going to be doing. And um, we'll also be doing Maleficent. And we're going to be doing a few more of these movies as well um, over the course of October. So we're getting we're getting into the Halloween spirit. Got, as I said, got some decorated. We're, we're going all in this year. I, uh, I, which I I've never done Halloween since I was like eight. <laughs> ha Honestly, I haven't done Halloween since I was like a teenager or anything like that. But um, I, I do appreciate that they called out Gargoyles on this list as well. Yeah. I love that show. I, it's one of those ones I never watched. I think I, I don't know what if it was bad timing and or when they used to put it on TV, but that was one that I never watched. And it's also it's just it's amazing to me all these like Disney Channel original movies. I mean, they definitely seem to have really kind of leaned in on that over the years. But yeah, so they, Hallows, yeah, they've leaned in on it, but so many of them are just not memorable at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of these, and like, oh yeah, I remember that one, and then. I haven't heard of like the entire bottom half of the list. I, I think we talked about it last year. It mm. Halloween is one of those uh, holidays where they really don't have like classic Halloween movies. You can go with ge generically scary movies, you know, mm. you can go with horror movies, but there's very few Halloween movies other than Hocus Pocus and the Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. Well, me and Jeremy, we were going through, through trying to find some of like the, the, the ones that we could do for maybe for Star, do some like, you know, proper, you know, and I think one of them was Omen or something like that. <laughs> so we're like, well, that might be a bit of too much of a stretch. <laughs> do, the, and was, do the Exorcist <laughs> and the Ring. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, we were just going, well, we're gonna, we, we might throw a Star or a couple of Star ones in there just to kind of you know liven up a little bit but yeah there is there is there's a lot of stuff on there um that we're going to be watching as well it's just it'd be nice i think i think it just it's it still feels early but i went into the store the other day and all the halloween decorations are all going up in the supermarkets and all the bits and pieces and stuff so um it's like okay i mean they don't fully normally transition here to like october it's just obviously they're getting them and they're all the Christmas merchandise and I'm still walking around in my t-shirt and shorts and going, it's, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm not ready and for Halloween. The, the second back to school is done here, which yeah. uh, is normally about a week or two ago uh, from when we recorded this. Halloween is everywhere. I, I went to my local target and in the, the Halloween section is by itself, I think bigger than almost any other section of the store, except for the grocery yeah. aisles. 
Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a big thing. So that will be good. Now, also, what they did mention on the Halo stream was they did put episode five of What If Zombies is on this list as one of the Halloween ones. So we're going to get into some of the reviews. I mean, this one's this is a cool thing now with the Wednesdays they've been out for days. So we'll, we'll be in spoiler mode. But what did you think of this zombies episode? I was bored. Really? <laughs> I was bored. Really? I I got to about the halfway mark. Uh, when vision shows up, mm. when, when non-zombie vision shows up, and I was just like, I'm—I had mentally had checked out by that point. I was actually fiddling on my phone. This is the first, not just what if episode, but I think this is the first Marvel episode on Disney Plus where it, where I was just like, I'm gonna play with my phone for a little bit. Um, it, it's yeah. not—it wasn't bad. Like I'm not like this is a yeah. terrible what if. I'm never watching this again. It just, it just didn't capture me. It's really funny because you're not the only one that said that. Because on the Facebook group, we've got there's a there's a real like divide. It's either love it or hate it. There doesn't seem to be anything in between on this one. You have a lot of people going, "No, this is stupid. Like this isn't Marvel. What what was?" I gotta be honest. I loved it. I I for me, this was the most fun episode out of all of them. I loved it from start to finish. Um, I mean, obviously, I'll be honest. I have gone on a Walking Dead rampage with. 10 seasons <laughs> and, I, I, and, uh, so i've got i fully connected with the whole monsters thing this year with zombies and i and it felt like that cro- it felt like a crossover because it was pretty much the same rules applied you know don't get bit and you turn into it kind of thing and just see i mean they were brutal i mean they literally just cut you know heads off they were cutting them in half they were, yeah Cap- captain america got sliced in half sliced by the shield half. Yeah. vision yeah. just got like blasted um you know, happy got eaten. It was just, I I loved it. I thought, God, this is really brutal. They aren't. They are really kind of going for it. And I gotta give them kudos. That was just like, well done. I enjoyed that one. That was. This is where that thing of going. They went in a completely different direction because they could. They were allowed to go off. You know, we never see that in the elite. We never see that on the series. We'd never see that in the movie. And I loved it. I loved all, you know, the bit at the end with Thanos becoming a zombie, you know, with the Infinity Gauntlet. And I mean, I'm just a bit like, well, then it's like normally the, and like they're, they're all operating stuff. And well, actually, normally the zombies are kind of bite. That's all they can kind of do. So you had to kind of have a little bit of um, mix of it. But I, I just, I just really enjoy, I just, it was so fun. Such a fun episode. And it just didn't click with yeah. me. I liked I liked the uh, the random assembly of characters. It was nice to see so many other characters who normally don't um, interact with each other because you got like as you said, Happy, and then you got Sharon Carter, and then Spider Man and Ant Man. And it was like, really just... nice seeing Wasp and Spider Man having a thing mm-hmm. because it's like you know you've never really seen them interact at all in the movies or anything like that. And it was like, you know, and she kind of having a soft spot for him and then just having Paul Rudd in a glass dome. I mean, oh, he, yeah, totally future, future <laughs> armored him. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that was, a, that might've been a little bit much for me, but it, it, they did get some good mileage out of it, especially with uh, him just like teaming up with Dr. Strange's cloak for just yeah. like, we're just going to hover you around here. I do want to talk about the Thanos thing though. Um, so I didn't have any particular issue with Thanos being a zombie. Uh, that was, I'm like, whatever, sure. Mm-hmm. Thanos is a zombie and he's got the infinity gauntlet and uh, all right, I'm fine with that. It's not exactly the most ridiculous thing in this episode. So no big deal. Yeah. However, it did make me realize there is a bit of a trend with the what ifs where they're kind of trying to do like this twilight zone last minute switcheroo. You know, you know, Twilight Zone, traditionally, you had the story for 25 minutes, and then the last five minutes, there's a big twist to make you go, oh my goodness, what, what, this, this is so terrible. They did it with this episode, where you're like, there's a ray of hope, they're going to go to Wakanda, and they're going to solve the issue, and ah, no, uh, Thanos is going to get the, the stone and snap the universe, and you're like, oh, well, okay. But they also did that in episode two, where... Uh, which was the Star Lord episode where it's like, oh look, the the, the universe is such a better place with uh, T'Challa being Star Lord, and then in the last three seconds, it's like, oh yeah, and because nobody was friends with Peter Quill, he's going to get absorbed by ego, and the entire universe is going to disappear. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, and then, yeah, but also Doctor Strange, he he, the whole universe got consumed with him. 
I was actually I'm willing to give the Doctor Strange one though because they built up to that through the yeah. entire episode. That was the theme of the episode. And the only twist to it is um you expect good Doctor Strange to show up and mm. defeat evil Doctor Strange because that's what happens, right? The the good Doctor Strange triumph and the twist is he does not. But they build up the entire episode to the point where you're like, okay, this 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 ending fits with the rest of the story. And with, with Thanos and Ego, yes, you, you we know the stories so they, they can just go, oh, yeah, by the way, because this happened, this over here never happened and, and terrible things will happen. But they're not set up in the story. Ego literally is not mentioned in the entire yeah. episode until the last two seconds. Thanos, yeah, it's Infinity War, so you know he's supposed to be coming, but otherwise is not part of the plot at all. It's just a, a complete... Mm -hmm. uh left field random ending that that's supposed to make you go oh well i was feeling optimistic and now i'm not yeah i don't know i, I think it's that kind of thing of, i i think what i'm loving about the what if is the flex of the freedom it feels like they've they you know they, you know the cartoons were always able to go and go off but they kind of did their own separate thing but they didn't have that impact with it and this feels like you know you can finish that episode and, and you know if you think it's stupid fine well, that was its own separate universe. You know, zombies existed in that universe. You know, it, yes, technically they are. Zombies now are part of the MCU. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I mean, didn't they, did they get mentioned by um, Mobius, didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't they? Mention, I, they mentioned vampires, I think. That was it. I, I think, so. well, vampires and, and such. We're and, get, and we're getting werewolves. And so it kind of, it's not too much of a stretch yeah, maybe I don't know. I just I just loved it. I just thought it was so much fun. It was I did get to that end of the episode and I was like, I really enjoyed that. That was it because I was starting, I mean last week's episode with Doctor Strange was great. Um, but this one just was like, wow, I I did not I knew the zombie one was coming, but they really for me they really hit it. But then I as someone that's kind of fallen for that kind of genre at the minute, and I and I'm also playing Last of Us Part Two as well. Oh, okay. in the evenings, so I'm <laughs> definitely in the, I'm in the zombie mode. <laughs> they should they should have added a clicker to it. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm really been in the zombie mode the last few months. So this right. this episode really hit right. And I think it does in part depend on how you view zombies, mm -hmm. um, just in general. Like mm -hmm. for me, when I see a zombie movie, I've seen a, a handful. It's not really a genre I see too much, but. Um, I normally just don't get attached to the characters yeah. at all. Like mentally, I just know it's a zombie movie. 75% of these people are going to be dead by the end of it. And they'll, yeah. they'll have their heroic sacrifices or, you know, the annoying guy will get swarmed yeah. by, by zombies or something. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not letting myself get attached to these guys at all because I know they're all dead. Yeah. Uh, and even with Marvel, with characters, I am already attached. I'm like, well, this is an alternate reality. They're all going to yeah. die. Happy's going to get eaten. Sharon's going to get eaten. Okay, I, I didn't expect Captain America to get bisected, but you know, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, 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 uh, what did they? They didn't they cut they cut off um, Falcon's head. That was the other one. Yeah, uh, there there were some pretty brutal <laughs> brutal kills in there, but I had no emotional attachment to them. No. Like, I, it. You're all going to die anyway. Okay, just just go off and die. Um, that said, I will give it um props for maintaining a a fun atmosphere so even though these brutal things are happening and the characters yeah. are dying off uh it never became oppressive it never became just like pure dark and gritty there was humor throughout the entire episode mostly because peter uh was in it and then ant-man had his little uh yeah, his little quips <laughs> and stuff yeah the really bad bad dad jokes um so you do sometimes get those zombies movies where it's just like everything is awful, everything is dark and and terrible, or or you go like the the McCormick route, like the road or something where it's just like so nobody always, is happy. <laughs> so I always always was Shaun of the Dead. That was always my favorite. Shaun of the Dead is one of the very <laughs> few zombie movies that I like. Uh, yes, and um, Zombieland is a yeah. fun one too. Speaking yeah. of Woody Harrelson from earlier, so who would have thought on a Disney Plus that they would have, it's like zombies would have been the thing for this week? So that was that's definitely I think a highlight for me. I I really enjoyed that. One. I was just trying to think what else. Well, we had twenty something a new Pixar Spark Shorts. So this one was all about um girl that goes to a nightclub. Turns out there's three kids inside of a coat because that's basically represent um three different age groups: sixteen, ten, and being a baby. And they're kind of in control, and she's just not feeling being an adult and i thought this one it, 
as an adult watching it, I think you get a different layer of it because you can understand it and you and you get it. I do wonder with kids whether or not they'll get it. It didn't, but also I felt as well, it didn't really hit. It wasn't very edgy. It was the least. I think this one was probably. I mean, Mary um, Burrow. That was maybe the. This one didn't really seem to have any edginess to it. Yeah, this is not an edgy one. This is not um, a profound one or anything like that. But I do think that many adults will connect with it, particularly adults who are in that age range, like let's say early 20s, maybe even up into the 30s at this point, where you don't feel like an adult. You know, you don't, you, you feel like as you're growing up, you're supposed to get to this age and then everything just clicks. You, you become an adult and the world makes sense and you find your job and you find your purpose and and you don't, honestly. I mean, a, a few people do. Obviously, a few people will figure out what they want to do from a young age and go for it. But most people just like, oh, wait, I'm still the person that I was. There was not some magical epiphany moment where I suddenly became an adult. You just kind of grow into it. And I think particularly the next generation, or the, the generation who the, this would be a part of are going to have that even harder than than we had it growing up. I I know I didn't feel like an adult until I was like early 30s, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be worse for the, the incoming. But like you said, kids, kids who have not yet hit that transition phase, even teenagers are not necessarily going to get it because even if like intellectually, you know, like is it's been, yeah. there there is still that moment of shock when you're like, 22 23 and you're like i still feel like a kid yeah yeah it's, it's gonna be i i enjoyed it um i'm i'm i am looking forward to next week's much more because that's what about the wrestling um that's more <laughs> yeah. that's more in, more in tune of what i'm i'm into but I, I thought it was solid um it was fine i i didn't think it was amazing it's probably my low end kind of um of the spark, spark shorts probably it would be in my probably bottom two um Maybe my, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if necessarily it was the worst, but I, I I didn't feel it as much as the other ones. It was it was a good premise, but I thought the other ones did a lot better. Yeah, it it doesn't really grab you the way others. It's not a bad short, but it doesn't have. Like, I wouldn't want to watch that. it. I don't. I'm not going to watch it again. I don't really feel like I need to. You know, once was enough. I didn't. You know, whereas I think like um, some of the ones like uh, Kickball, I watched like three four times and. Um, I think loop and a couple of them I usually watch twice before I review it. And this was like, yeah, I didn't really feel the need to, there was nothing there I'd missed. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it. I think that, that robot one on a train, yeah, I think from the first batch, find and seek or seeking. I think that might, yeah. Yeah. I think that might be like the bottom of the list for me, but this one it's one or two above it. Yeah. That said, I still think it's worth watching, especially if you're in that rage range, mm. uh, you know, the, early 20s age range because you it might connect with you a lot more than it connected with us because it, it's it's been a while since since we've had to deal with that that transition yeah. phase granted just, you know we are on a disney podcast in our late 30s early 40s so we're we might still not be grown up i don't know <laughs> well according to my dad no i'm not <laughs> he keeps yeah no asking. he keeps asking <laughs> no according, um, according yeah. to my parents no definitely no. not so that's definitely also we also got um Dugi Kamhalaloha MD. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. Um so this we had the first episode drop. I have seen the first two episodes, but what did you think of this one? I liked it better than I was expecting to. Um granted that was not a very high bar to clear. I didn't have huge <laughs> expectations for this. Um I like the idea of it. And I, I think it will grow into a good show, but at the moment it's just not quite there. And that sounds like I'm really like digging into it. I actually did enjoy the episode, but it needs to find its voice. It kind of feels, and, I'm, and this is the thing, is I've seen two episodes. If I didn't watch any more of it, I feel like I've kind of got the gist of it. And I don't know where else is it going to go. And that's not a great sign for it. Because it feels a bit like, yeah, where's this going to go? There's nowhere. There's no. There, I, there's no like overarching story. She's just there She's working. Teenager. Yeah, and it's a bit like okay. So are you a you know sixteen year old is going to think this is a really weak show? It's not. It's not good enough to be a, for sixteen year olds. They're going to want to watch American Horror Story, or they're going to watch something with a bit more depth. And it, it, the only way I could say it is this felt a bit like this is like your your. 
if you want to get into shows like Grey's Anatomy or House or you know Good Doctor, this is kind of like the show you start them on. <laughs> kind of like you watch that before you jump into the real like medical dramas, and it, um, it it's like it's not good enough to be for adults. But it's, I think it's not interesting enough for kids. It was a, a really weird one. I, I mean, I think it's fine. I'm gonna give give it a few more episodes before I. But I didn't. I wasn't blown away with it. It was, and also the. It was a bit like okay, they're all like really like jump like trying to make her out, and like the two brothers are just left off to kind of, you know, well, oh, the two brothers. The two brothers are in some weird fake love triangle, which I'm completely uninterested in. It, <laughs> it I'm using the term generously because yeah. the, the 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 youngest obviously has no shot in heck, but he. Yeah. Uh, he might be the comedic relief in that. Anyway, skipping that one aside, this is what I meant by it not really having its voice, though. Um, and I can't compare it to Doogie Hauser because I never watched Doogie Hauser, so I don't know how how it goes for there. Me, it was it's been thirty years since I watched yeah, it. So, so yeah. So the voice thing, you, on the one hand, you have this teenage comedy show that's right out of the Disney Channel. You know that that you could slot this yeah. in next to Hannah, Hannah Montana or yeah. That's So Raven or or whatever, and it's it's literally just her being a teenager at school, yeah, uh, thinking about boys, thinking about learning yeah. how to drive and all that stuff. And then on the other hand, you have this semi-serious doctor medical drama. Now, it's not Grey's Anatomy. It's not mm. ER or House. But you are supposed to take it seriously. I mean, they, they have a patient yeah. die in this episode. Not, not on screen, but yeah. she has to deal with the emotional loss would, of, of having uh, that. I mean, it could it could actually do with a bit of that of like, oh, you know, so, you know make it, you know, so she has to do, you know, they die, you know, I mean, oh, he died while she wasn't there. We're like, you're a doctor. You're kind of going to have to deal with... With the the, right. the blood and the guts and the you know all of the you know I know they're not but it's a little bit like again they can't they haven't they they haven't gone over the edge to become an adult show and it's too kiddie for adults to watch it's right I, I and I feel like this is what's happening with all of the Disney shows they try they can't get this line right they can't they're trying to please everyone and I don't know if they're going to do that right. it's just going to be too bland. Well, that's what made Love Victor work. Was they're just like yeah. we're not we're not worried about trying to appeal to a younger audience. We are. Yeah. You might go out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna fill in while he's doing it. So the thing is, yeah, it, it. I think like with Love Victor, season one was a little bit weaker, and season two picked it up. But like you said, um, this show, Diary of a Future President, High School Musical, they're just not. At that he's like, who are you? I okay, the family shows, but it's again, it's got a sixteen-year-old. These are sixteen-year-olds, and they're not acting like sixteen-year-olds. They're acting like twelve-year-olds with a sixteen-year-old's body. That, that's definitely true. Um, although I don't, I don't know what sixteen-year-olds yeah. worry about these days anyway. I, well, I think, to be honest, they, they are they act like a they act like a well, probably for an American twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> they're off. They're off down the park, you know, drinking cider, and you know, and there's a lot more. It's, it's like, well, yeah, it's it's just looking at it going. These are not sixteen-year-olds. They're just no. not acting like a sixteen-year-old. And and to be fair, the people who act the most realistically were probably the patients. Whereas, like, I don't want my doctor to be a sixteen-year-old. It's like I wouldn't <laughs> want a sixteen-year-old doctor. I don't care. You could be the smartest person on the planet. I don't necessarily trust you. Um, and that's something they're going to have to tackle with the show is is figuring out how to make these two different parts work. And it's this whole thing as well, like trying to show obviously that like she might be a genius, or she, I don't even necessarily she, she just read fast. Apparently, she's not got the emotional um, ability to be a doctor, and that's where I mean I know what they're trying to do, but it feels a bit like, well, who are you trying to make this show for? I can't quite couldn't quite place it. Like. Is it, if it's just for kids, then it's not going to pull in the big enough. I don't know. This is, again, we just keep coming back to the same thing with these Disney shows where I feel like Big Shot was a little bit, they, they kind of edged up a little bit more to adults. And that's why, you know, I think teenagers were more drawn to it because they were treated like adults a bit more. And this one kind of talking down, I don't know. It's a very strange one. I, I don't think this one's going to have a huge pull. On Disney Plus, I can't see it pulling into the ratings very much, um, but hopefully people will check it out. But it, it didn't quite move the needle for me. Yeah, I'm going to be in the same camp. I, I'll probably continue to watch it week to week until something much better comes yeah. along. You know, like in the case <laughs> of Monsters, uh, Monsters at Work or or whatnot. Yeah. But 
Um, this is definitely not the top of the list of, uh, oh, what should I watch on Disney Plus? Oh, you should check out uh, Doogie Kame Aloha. Uh, no, yeah. we're going, uh, you should check out Big Shot or Love Victor or, yeah. or uh, presuming we're not recommending Marvel or or Star Wars because that's the obvious one. But well, this uh, is a this is the problem, and I do feel like this is a, a thing that Disney really have to rev up. I mean, we know we got like Percy Jackson and Willow, but that's kind of you know they need some they need something a bit more juicy for um. And this again, now this is where we will move shift a little bit over here to some of the star stuff this week, where again this is where these shows are moving on. So for example, on Monday we had a new episode of The Walking Dead. So again, more zombies with um, running around and a really good one. You had, um, I really enjoyed this episode again. You had Maggie and uh, oh, uh, I completely lost his, um, lost my train of thought of who he was now. Go with the baseball, um, with the baseball bat. And, you know, it's brutal. I mean, they have a lot of history because he killed a, her husband, but they had to survive together. And it was a very brutal episode and it's setting up where this show is going. I Monday mornings for me now is um, Walking Dead Day on Disney Plus, so I get a little bit of uh, some zombie hunting. So it's quite nice this week with double helping. Then on Tuesday we got, um, or in the UK we got the third episode, um, but internationally the fourth episode arrived a little bit later than normal. It was a bit of a messy one. So did you happen to watch Only Murders? Only Murders in the Building um, this week, episode four. I had a very hard time watching this episode, but I did. Yeah. Um, because it is an extremely cringy episode on purpose. Between yeah. um Porky. <laughs> oh man. Between them them talking to Sting and yeah. basically accusing Sting of murder, that entire yeah. thing is like, I can't watch this. This is so bad because you guys cannot read this room at all. Yeah. And then um Steve Martin's date with the bassoonist is like Man, I've had some bad dates, but oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, yeah. really hard to watch that. It was just the fact that I'm like being on, on, on the window balcony is kind of like, do you think of six? <laughs> I was like, no, it, it's definitely like the 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 Asian way where they, they're not allowed to do it on screen, um, hand holding or or yeah. you know whatever. They're holding hands. It's representative of something. Hint, yeah. hint, hint, hint. Yeah, I again, I'm really enjoying this series. Um, I, it's such a, it is, I mean, apparently it's like it was the most watched premiere on Hulu for a TV series, pulling in good numbers. And I'm really enjoying it. Just the dynamic of the more, I mean, I'm just really glad the bulldog is fine. You know, that was the main thing I was most important. Um, my dog, my bulldog is literally under my feet. So if you are hearing a small rumbles, it is her snoring. Uh, <laughs> heard, heard a couple. Heard a couple. Um, now, when she does like a real, like, like follower. So that's what that got me. I'm just, I'm just really enjoying this series. It's such a, it feels such a fresh of breath out there. It's just so different to anything that's on there. It's weird. It's wacky. You don't know where it's going. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really enjoying the show. That and um, it had one of the very few flash forwards that I've actually liked in a show. Mm. Generally, I, I don't like flash forwards because they, they mm. kind of lock you into a story yeah. and, and so on. But with uh, Tina, that's Tina Fey at the yeah, end. Tina right? Fey, yeah. Um, with her jumping forward a couple of months where she is now working on a podcast describing yeah. what we're watching right now. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you got my attention here. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. No, uh, it's, yeah. It's just, just re really good show. Re if you aren't watching this one, go check it out. It's on Disney plus internationally and it's on Hulu in the United States. Um, also this week we had a lot of nine 11 documentaries dropping on Disney plus around the world. I think I don't know about in the U S I think they were mainly on, on Hulu. The main one what did catch my attention was Woman of 9-11, which was a star original internationally. It was aired on ABC earlier in the week, and then I think it's available on Hulu. Um, just talking to the woman involved in 9-11, some of the stories they were telling of like being in the hotel working and you know, bodies hitting the roof and you know, you know, someone you know being it was it was brutal. And, you know, it just all the talk and all the video and stuff, it, it just brought it all back. So um, for me, that was the only like there's been so many documentaries on this week about it on TV. But I did. I chose to watch that one yesterday morning when it dropped on. I'm like, it's, it's still harrowing. It's still such a thing. All these tw you know, 20 years later, because um, I literally I went out to New York like six weeks or so after after that event. 
um, and saw the destruction of what was going on out there. And I think for that, it's always been like a little much closer to me, even though I am a long way away. Um, but yeah, it, that was a real, a real, uh, it was a good doc. But I mean, they put like, I think here in the UK, they put like eight or 10 different documentaries on. So there's been quite a lot. And same in Canada and Australia, lots of different documentaries. Um, so lots of different ones to choose from there, which is a, that that's the benefit of Star where they National Geographic, we get the full lot, though they have been pulling back on some of the drug related um they announced them and they but there's actually been a bit of a problem this past week, just off the top of her. Um Australia and the UK, there's been loads of shows and movies that they previously announced just not turning up. Australia was dreadful this week. They, I mean, they had like six or seven items not turn up on the list. So it's been a bit of um, a bit of a messy one with the release schedules this week. But yeah, so there's been quite a bit of National Geographic stuff dropping. Yeah, we actually haven't talked about the the communication problems with Disney for a while. Probably because so much is dropping that it drowns out everything else. But um, especially last year when there was not much dropping every week, the, the communication problems with Disney was very obvious and they still need to fix that. Mm. Uh, yeah. I it, mean, it's this whole thing with like, with only murderers in the building of Europe getting one episode or we're one episode behind, um, Canada, Australia and America. Why, why would they apparently, um, we did find out this, you know, it was a decision. Like, well, why, why would you do that? <laughs> It's like you know, and like it's just little things like that of like American Horror Story. We had episode two of the this week, which is a good episode. That was definitely a bit weird with um, ghosts in a house. Kind of they get out on Halloween and they were kind of running around. It was a very freaky episode. Me and my wife enjoyed that one again. Um, but why are we getting them so late? And the F and the FX shows are all over the place as well. It's just. Really want some continuity going on between all these channels and release schedules. It's just like get it all together, get it all sorted. So, you know, you can at least promote them. <laughs> yeah, as Kronk would say, by all accounts, it makes no sense. It doesn't, and you know, it, I know, like every team is doing it differently, and it's almost like that weird thing of they get treated as library content rather than like you know, because you know, to me, I look at it and go, you know, if you've got. American Horror Story. Why are you, is Canada getting it two weeks ahead of the UK, but they're getting it four weeks behind Hulu? There's no reason for it. There's no contracts. There's no why would <laughs> at least in Australia it makes sense. It's not there because they're on binge because of an existing contract. That makes sense. But here in the UK, there was no reason for it to be late. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're just like revving up for having a good. September, October. I mean, there's lots of adverts and stuff about them all. You know, why the last man? Why are we getting it two weeks after the US? I don't know. It's just crazy. When is that one coming out? That's soon. I think it's next week. It's on the 13th for in America. And for us, I think it's on the 22nd. So we're getting about a couple of weeks later on Disney Plus internationally. But you will have access to it, so we'll be able to talk about it next week. Or uh, I don't know, I don't know yet. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, it's that's the thing with like only murderers. I've got access to the episodes in advance, so I I can keep up with the US line. But yeah, it is it is a bit messy. But I'm really looking forward to why the last man we're seeing seeing that one constantly being promoted on TV along with only murderers and American Horror Story and The Walking Dead. It's kind of weird. We do that have that here in the UK. We have they run two adverts completely separately. You have an advert for Disney Plus pushing. Here's, you know, Cruella and things like that, and Loki. And then there'll be two adverts, and then suddenly, on Disney Plus Star, you can get... Well, why didn't you put them in one advert and uh, make it look like it's one... <laughs> so that I actually do understand. Um, yeah. It's a theory in advertising that people will ignore the the ads that, they, that don't interest them yeah. versus the ads that do interest them. Here in the States, we have a very famous insurance company called Geico. Uh, oh, yeah. Their, their mascot's the little gecko. And they are very well known for for having like seven different ad campaigns running yeah. at the same time, using very different tactics with every single one. The idea being, the ones well, that, that don't click with you just kind of fizzle yeah. away. But you remember the caveman because the caveman's hilarious, or you know, yeah. it tickles your funny bone. And and another person knows them uh, for for it's Wednesday, it's Hump Day, and hmm. and I can see Disney doing the same thing. Like if you're not interested in Walking Dead and American Horror Story. Then that that ad yeah. just kind of filters through, but but Cruella and Loki and the Mandalorian, yeah. oh, I'm I'm in. And then if yeah. you 
But if you're in a, a situation like with you where you're like, I'm interested in both, you're definitely going to notice, oh, they're really saturating the advertisements, aren't they? Yeah, it, it, it was, I mean, it's like at the cinema when they did it. I mean, on TV is one thing, but they're like at the cinema when they did and there's a, a, a trailer in between them and you're like, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, and it, but it's again, this that's my issue with this whole thing of this star on Disney Plus thing of making out um, like it's on Disney Plus, but through like we don't can't say it's there, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's like it's just really annoying. It's a bit like FX on Hulu, it's the same kind of branding of like, well, what is it? it if it's directly on Hulu, it's just a, a Hulu show, but nevertheless. That's um, all of this. I don't think there was anything else. Did you watch anything else on Disney Plus this week? Um, I did some rewatches, uh, but no, nothing, nothing new. No. Nothing really. Nothing we need to no, go into. No, we, no. On that note, guys, thank you very much for watching. Uh, make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can join our Facebook group. You can support us on uh, um, Patreon or YouTube channel members. Follow us on Twitter. All of that kind of stuff. Again, thank you very much for joining us, and we shall be back next week with another episode. Later, later. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as two dollars a month, and you get access to our weekly Q and A and much more.